everybody. What is going on? You know what time it is. You're listening to Join the Journey podcast with your host, Emma Daughter. Thanks for joining. Today, we're reading 1 Samuel 30, in which David and his men journey back to Ziklag, it's a tongue twister, which was the city given to him by the Philistines back in 1 Samuel 27. And when they get there, they discover that the Amalekites had raided it, burned it with fire, and taken everyone captive, which is pretty bad news. So the question is, how do we, or how should we respond when we receive bad news? I mean, what a horrible homecoming. Picture it with me. You've had a long day at work. You pull into your driveway and you get to your house, except your house is gone. And your spouse is gone. And your kids are gone. Everyone wept and mourned their city and those taken captive. And David's wives, Ahinoam and Abigail, were among the ones taken captive. So David naturally was distressed because his life, well, it was also in danger. So what does he do? He doesn't fret. Verse 6, he strengthened himself in the Lord his God. I'd say that's a far cry from the last chapter when he didn't consult the Lord at all. And it's easy to turn to things other than the Lord when when we're in times of distress. Maybe it's people, your significant other, your friends, your parents. Maybe it's a substance, a drug, an alcohol, a food. Or maybe it's some other way of trying to grapple for control. Self-harm, throwing up, masturbation. Maybe it's something I didn't say, but it ran through your head when I began talking about things we do to cope with stress. Whatever it is, if it isn't the Lord, it's not going to fulfill or sustain us. We weren't created to do this life on our own. And in this chapter, it seems, David realized this, at least for now. He's learned his lesson And he asked the priest for the ephod, the breastplate priest wore as part of their priestly uniform, which may seem random. Like, why why did he want this piece of clothing? But inside a pocket of it were these two stones, which we've talked about them on the podcast before. They were used kind of like a holy magic eight ball when communicating with God. We'll link a helpful article from Got Questions in the episode description regarding those stones. But back to the story. Here... David asks God if he should pursue those who burned Ziklag, the city, or leave them alone. And the Lord responded, saying in verse 8, that David and his men should go after them, for they will surely overtake them and rescue all the captives. And they did. David commissioned 600 men to head out on this journey, but about 200 of them were pretty exhausted and ended up being left behind. So David continued on with 400 men, and eventually they found well, a lone Egyptian servant in the desert. They gave him food and then asked him, what's up? That would not be a direct quote, uh, but that's the gist. They ask him, what's going on? Why are you here by yourself? And he tells them, wait for it, that he was a part of a group of Amalekites who raided and burned Ziklag. So David and the guys are like, this is so clutch. David immediately asked if he could take them to the group because remember, That's exactly what David and the men had set out to do, to overtake the men who'd made the raid against Siklag. Candidly, it was the perfect coincidence or divine appointment, probably the latter, because the man agreed to do so after he had David swear he wouldn't be killed or returned to his master. So David, the Egyptian man, and the rest of the men headed toward the band of Amalekites, who were basically having a blast partying, not expecting David and the guys to show up. So when they get there, they killed everyone, although some people did escape, and David rescued his two wives. They took all of the flocks and herds back with them as spoil from the victory, and the men claimed it as David's spoil. However, 
David split it evenly between all of his men, which was more than they were expecting. David even shared some of the spoil with the 200 men who'd stayed back to rest, which is interesting. Why should they be rewarded? I mean, the guys who actually went to battle, they were outraged. It didn't seem fair. These men who complain are referred to as the wicked and worthless fellows in verse 22. But if I'm honest, I don't think those guys were super out of line to complain. Why should the men who stayed back to essentially take a nap be rewarded? Well, David was doing this in accordance with the Mosaic law, as described in Numbers 31, verse 27, which reads, Divide the plunder into two parts between the warriors who went out to battle and all the congregation. So in the face of incredibly unexpected devastation, David not only sought the Lord for direction, but he also continued to make leadership decisions that honored and glorified God. Even when others may have felt David's decisions were unfair, David remained faithful and obedient to the word of the Lord. One commentator puts it like this, This chapter reveals many qualities that marked David as an outstanding leader. As Saul continued to decline, God perfected the characteristics of leadership in David that prepared him for the throne. The Amalekites' capture of Ziklag at first looked as if tragedy had struck, but later it proved to be a great blessing. In this respect, this event resembled David's whole career and that of Jesus. As a result of this victory, the people of Judah came to regard David as the obvious successor to Saul's throne. And the commentator goes on, this chapter presents many qualities that mark strong, effective leadership. And these include empathy, verse 4, faith, verses 6, 8, 23, and 26, decisiveness, verse 10, kindness, verse 12, persistence, verse 17, integrity, verse 23, fairness, 24, and generosity, 21 through 31, just to name a few, he writes. We can also see development in David's restraint compared to his dealings with Nabal back in chapter 25. David's effectiveness as a leader also contrasts with Saul's ineffectiveness. Saul, disobeying God's prophet, defeated the Amalekites but lost his kingdom, chapter 15. David, seeking God's will, defeats the Amalekites and embarks on his reign, that's chapter 30. One of the strongest points of emphasis in this chapter is David's generosity. When God gives blessings, his people should view them as his gifts to us. We should share them with our fellow spiritual warriors and with our fellow spiritual citizens, the commentator concludes. So I think the question for us today is, when we are leading and something unexpected or disastrous falls on our plate, will we be empathetic toward the hurting or move on to the most immediate task aimed at just resolving the issue? Will we walk with faith and decisiveness, seeking God for direction along the way and following where he leads? Or will we run with our gut and just get stuff done? Will you be diligent and marked by integrity as you move through the trial? Or will you cut corners to get it off your plate, off your calendar, or out of your office? And lastly, when you lead amidst hardship, will you be generous and fair, considering others more than yourself? Or will you try to get the most, look the best, or receive the most praise for, quote-unquote, leading well? How we respond to unexpected trouble matters, but arguably, the way we respond to trouble as leaders matters more. People are looking at you and your life. They're looking at my life with Jesus. Maybe you're not on a stage or leading a company or teaching the Bible like me, But your friends are looking at you. Your family's looking at you. Your coworkers or classmates, they're all looking at you. You're leading those closest to you toward something. 
And the question is, what are you leading them to? That's all we've got time for today. Special thanks to Michaela Swank for helping with today's episode script. If you've got kids, make sure to check out tomorrow's Journey Junior podcast episode. And as always, I'm so glad we're all on this journey reading the Bible together. Hey, we want to thank you for listening and we hope you enjoyed the episode. Did you know that you can help support Join the Journey by rating and reviewing this podcast? And if you're willing, we'd love it if you subscribe, because the more you download, the easier it will be for new friends to find the podcast.